I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we've got a lot to talk about, but I think we've got to start with the usual what's on your mind. Lou, you look like the focused one today. It's usually Ty, just like zoned in, but it looks like it's you today. So I think we're going to start with you. Since we're starting with me, I'll do multiple. <laughs> my My first one is Tyler's hat for the people watching on YouTube is phenomenal. It's one of the nicest hats I've ever seen. So that's my first one. Uh, and then my second one, uh, this Aaron Rodgers story I broke this morning. It's very, very interesting. I think there's a lot of Jordan Love investors who probably aren't pleased with this situation, right? Drafted Jordan Love last year thinking he'd be ready to go by... Not necessarily this season, but at least the season after that. But it's pretty clear that they're not that confident in him. Otherwise, they wouldn't be offering Rodgers a two-year extension. So that's made me think about the perils of investing in quarterback prospects and where it could like really not work out, especially a guy who hasn't played a snap at all. Uh, Ty, let me ask you this. Do you agree with that? Don't invest in prospective quarterbacks? No, that... My hat's the all pa- time. The, the Packers showing interest in Aaron Rodgers means Jordan Love is automatically like a no-go. Curious your take on that. Okay, so is Jordan Love a no-go? I, yeah, I think Jordan Love's been a no-go. I'm a long, I, like, I got nothing for Jordan Love. In today's day and age, like, there's enough quarterbacks coming through that Jordan sure. Love isn't exciting me. The money, like, there's enough quarterbacks now. It was funny because I looked the other day at the Sam Bradford, Stafford, that Cam was, I think, the first quarterback that didn't get the big money. These teams, Gary used to always talk about it, draft a quarterback until you got him. Like, if Jordan Love's not on the field by now, or if he's not set up to be on the field this next year, yeah, I think that there's just too many quarterbacks coming in the league for me to really get there on Jordan Love. Now, if you're a Packers fan, or where Jordan Love playing college? Utah State. Or you're a Utah State guy then I could see you making that like bet and you're like, okay, this is my long-term play. But just opportunity cost is what I think about a lot. Sure. And for me, Jordan Love never like isn't my radar of opportunity cost. I'd rather be making F1 plays or UFC plays. Yeah, I think that's something that's often overlooked in the hobby, right? Is, you know, everybody's like, this is a good deal. This is a good deal. It's, you know this is a good buy, this is a good buy. It's not necessarily that it's not a good buy. It just comes down to, is there a better buy for the same amount of money? Correct. That, and that's always been my point on the LeBron Tops Chrome 10. It has. Right, for, like yep. you got you guys are like, hey, this card, you know, this is a, a cool card. I'm like, I like it. I just think for $18,000, there's a lot more I could make a play with. That's where my head goes. When I say that LeBron does nothing for me, it does something for somebody. I think it's a cool card. It's a It's an iconic card. No different than the Jordan Fleer, the Mantle. Like it, it is one of the big sports cards of all time. Just for twenty thousand dollars, I would rather buy something else. So that's where I think about it's, a lot. It's with a it. great point, and and when you put put it into the terms of the LeBron, I think you're right. I think it makes sense. 
and and you have to that's why all of this stuff is context and nuance of 18 you know and 10 percent returns over the next couple of years like lebron's a good play but like if you want to double your cash quick and you're trying to figure out your strategy you could probably go volume higher risk plays maybe more downside so to your point like yeah, uh, there's always opportunity cost, and that's what crosses my mind. Jordan Love, I'm like, I can't get off the couch for Jordan Love. Yep, I guess my th- my thing is like the silvers of Jordan Love are like over a thousand dollars, and raw or for tens, ten. Sorry, a, a ten a- prism silver base non auto of Jordan Love is a thousand dollars. Last one, there's fourteen thirty five. Wow, exactly. And that's then you look crazy. at that versus like a Kyler Murray, which is uh like 2200 bucks it, it like the prices are just super out of whack and like jordan love was a very classic this is the next hot prospect guy ryan's getting really excited he's a classic like hot prospect guy and then on a drop of a drop of a hat of the story about them ex- extending aaron Rodgers, i lose a lot of interest which probably means it wasn't a very safe bet to well, begin see, with. i don't like i view the story differently than you view the story they offered Aaron Rodgers to be the highest paid person in football, and Aaron Rodgers said, no, thank you. He doesn't want to be in Green Bay. So I look at it as a complete opposite of the way you're looking at it. Like, hey, it doesn't matter if they offered Jordan or Aaron Rodgers money. They're not going to have a choice but to play Jordan Love. Training camp starts this week, and Aaron Rodgers has no interest in being in Green Bay. That means Jordan Love is the only option. That's the way I look at it. Again, I'm not saying he's the right answer. Not arguing that. I just think it's going to be optimistic for his cards because, I mean, I'm not saying I'm paying $1,400 for a silver 10. That's outrageous. But I think Jordan Love may have a shot this year because I'm not sure Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. If they were comfortable putting him on the field, they wouldn't have extended the offer for the extension. You, that, that's total BS on that. Aaron Rodgers is the best, one of the best three quarterbacks in football. They still you have under, they still have him for three more years, right? Why would they offer you make that offer? But so then why are they offering two more on top of it? It makes no because sense. Because you want to keep the best player in football? I, I, I would. Then why they draft Jordan Love? Aaron Rodgers is 37? You can't have it both ways. Like are they sure, trying to- Brady's 42? There's a tweet that said, How bad is Jordan Love in practice for the Packers to offer That's Aaron exactly Rodgers five right. more years that they're drafting up to take his replacement? Exactly right. Yeah, I guess they did take it in the first round. Yeah. They traded up for him because they were ready to move on, and now they're not. There's a reason. That's why Aaron Rodgers is ready to move on because the Packers drafted QBs in first round, not wide receivers. The Packers played themselves. Uh, absolutely. Agreed. We're alive. Guys, I have a friend that sits outside my window, it's a dove. And I just There's found no out his nickname. There's no doves in New York City. It's a, it's a dove. There's no doves in New York City. It's bro. Jordan Dove. That, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ty. What's up, you, That's a pigeon, bro. <laughs> no, bro. That's a dove. <laughs> <laughs> What's on my mind? Um, all right. So there's a lot on my mind. The, the Prem League is going to come back. And be massive. Just be ready. Keep it to two. Fair, you're right. You did only your Jordan love. What's on my mind is the national. And having a varied approach like we've talked about. And it happens more and more and more. I'm trying to figure out comics a little bit. I, I made a couple WADA plays I'm going to have on display. My card game's looking tight. 
And really, I made the McDavid play. Those are all things that are on my mind. I'm not going to get too crazy. And also, Khabib cards. Diverse offerings, Khabib cards, Premier League, and the National. That's only four. That's less than last time. We still got at least 45 minutes left on the show. So, yeah, well, yeah, you know, those are the things that are on my mind. I watched this interview, Khabib, Khabib, with ESPN that he did after the McGregor fight. And I was like, wow. This guy is one of the most self-aware athletes I've ever come across. Oh, yeah. He's a special cat. He's a special cat. And, and a killer. And a cold-blooded dude. Killer. And I just, more and more, I just believe in capitalism and money wins. Guys are going to get back in the ring. You think so? Unless he really is that dude, like, he's not going to never fight again. Well, you know why he stopped fighting, right? Explain. His dad died. So he like he like doesn't want to fight anymore. right before his last fight, right? Or right after one of those, I can't remember. UFC okay. guys will come after his hard body for that, but yeah, if he's the great and UFC keeps on the trajectory that it is, um, I think his plays are strong plays. That's I just can't, take. I just can't imagine coming back for anything other than a Connor fight. So it's like eighteen months from now. I don't think anyone cares on a massive scale unless it's Connor. What about if it's Poirier? I just don't think it's that interesting. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and they're not going to bring him back and do a title fight immediately. He's going to have to have at least maybe like I. What I could see is by the time Connor's ready to come back in twelve months, they do the Connor fight. Whoever wins that fight fights Poirier. Oh wait, would go. you touch Connor cards with a ten foot pole? Yes. Wow, I would. Hundred percent. I'm so out on that guy. Greats matter. Just, I think he's played himself out of the great. Made UFC what made UFC popular? I've heard this from a couple people in the last few weeks. Conor McGregor is one win away from a title fight. It's all that matters. He wins one fight, another fight. They bring him back, and he fights a tomato can title fight. Lou, most important UFC fighter in the last Kimbo Slice never fought in the UFC. Didn't he get one in? I don't think he fought. I think he fought in Bellator. (laughs) Tyson. He went backyard brawls. Bellator. World star hip hop. Made people understand fighting in small spaces. UFC. I'm pretty sure it was Bellator, but that's fine. He might have uh, not gone I, to UFC, but I still think he's the most impactful for the culture. I think Connor or Ronda is probably the, the winner of that. Ronda's a, a good call. Ronda's a crossover star on a level that was like pretty crazy. People forget how crazy it was. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, she used to submit everyone. Bashing faces. 10 yeah, seconds in. I remember when she lost. It was crazy. Yeah. Who was the... Who, who Was it yeah. Holly Holm? Or was Holly it Holm? Holm? That's what I thought. Buried her. Twice, yeah, right? She talked, she talked all that stuff beforehand about, like, she was going to beat her, and then she got put to sleep. And then And then beat her again, right? She lost to Nunez, and... She just started getting smoked out after she lost the first one. But maybe Ronda's a play. Nah. She's kind of checked out. Yeah, Jay, WWE Jay comes at the back end. He, he goes Chuck Liddell, Chuck Liddell. super crossover. Look, Chuck was never me, even close to his Kimbo and World Star Hip Hop backyard fights was like the start of UFC mattering to the main culture. What's on your mind, Ryan? I went to Dallas, right? We all went to Dallas. I went to Atlanta as well and saw really the best of both worlds of the shows and kind of, you know, what was going on there. And football starting to get a little warm. Football and soccer were really the two I saw, you know, people dealing with the most at those two shows. The fact that we're seven days away from the national by the time this episode drops seven days. 
from the first day of the national. We're single digits at this point. We've talked about this for a while. I t- we could go back six, seven, eight weeks on this about how football is going to be hot at the national. Football is trending in the right direction. The QB stuff, we've talked about it for so long. The QB stuff is getting hot. Kyler, Baker, Lamar, Mahomes, Brady, Josh Allen, Dak. I mean, the list goes on, right? Plus, you're going to have Fields, Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence. I just think football is going to really be the the talk of the show at the National this year. So yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to be at both shows 10 days before the National, but both had pretty good foot traffic, was able to buy a little bit more in Dallas. But yeah, both great shows and just gets me more hype for the National because it's going to be nuts. I'm very glad I have a Herbert and a Mahomes. I got I don't think I own a single football card. I have some Saquon little like personal stuff. It's got to ride the waves. I like riding the waves. It's a good time. Yeah. NBA talking about riding the waves. You know, Giannis is up 25% in the last two weeks. What's his base doing? 23, 22? Something like that. Yeah. Let me check. It's a strong place for his base card to be. Yeah. It's just crazy. I was talking to my dad about it. He texted me and he was like, Giannis cards are going to go through the roof. And it's like, yeah, but if you bought the card six months ago, if it goes through the roof, you're still in the red. Yeah, because what did it get up to like four? No, it got up to like 65 Interesting. at one point. According to Slab Stocks' post from the other day, they're just under 2,200. Yeah, last one did 21. Can we discuss if he wins? Winning is built into some of these prices. I would argue that winning is not built in with him. I would it went argue the other way. that it, the other way was built into him. Do you think it's, and this is going to go back, this is going to give Lou so much credit. Oh, uh, weird. Same I thing was going to bury same, Lou, but you're giving same, him credit. The same thing happened with Lamar. There was winning built into Lamar's prices. And, and then it Lamar's, went the other way. Lamar's gone so far the wrong way. If Lamar came back and they won, his stuff would really see an uptick. If the Ravens win the AFC North, Lamar is going to be red hot. It's an interesting, uh, uh, he might have to win the chip though, Lou. Because like yeah, I think we're sitting to go on to the game. Super Bowl. Yeah, go to the Super Bowl. I, unless you're in the bowl, I don't think people really get over the hump. If you're not getting, he's got he's got to win a he's got to win a couple of playoff games for sure. At least the title game, I think he's got to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I think he's got to get to the Super Bowl. This might be a very unique situation. We've talked about this on the podcast for the last year. The I love unique in, situations. The baked in, and then the day after. When you get buried, right? Like the day after winning the Super Bowl is the worst day. Hear me out on this. People are baked in to success their rookie year. After that, it's not baked in. It's not the rookie year. It's like one or two years of results where narratives can form that go against the previous one. And that's when it becomes like a weird buying opportunity if you like the guy. I mean, we're talking about a player that is a two-time Back-to-back MVP. One of a handful. That after winning two MVPs, back-to-back years in the NBA, had the narrative that he's a mediocre player. I mean, you know, But you know what happened throws. with him? Yeah. Like, he's, he's not the put the team on your back. He's not going to win a title by himself. If you have watched the last three games, he literally has taken over the entire series by himself on his back. Dominated. Agreed. Dominated. He also has a very good player with him as well, which matters. Uh, yes, but it's people were saying Giannis is Robin. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. He's, I don't agree. It's not if Robin. If he wins this, he's the best player in the league. Uh, 
Mm. Still the second best team to win. Whoever won that, I. By the way, I believe Jay find the clip. I believe I said whoever wins the Nets Buck series is winning the finals. You might have slipped it in the, the second middle of best one team, sentence. The second best team is going to win the championship. If he wins this, he's the best player in the league. Youngest, healthiest, most dominant. I don't think it's like you can say okay Durant, but like how many years does Durant have on Giannis? What does that have to do with anything? Giannis's leg broke in half Six. backwards, and he played the next day. KD, KD what would the whole be like after? the whole series. I mean, you either break the leg or you don't. Like he didn't no, break his. Le- like what are you talking about? Unless you're about? the Greek freak. <laughs> like what do you mean? Yo, great, he didn't break his legs. So we played. Like what? I know, but every any other player is done. I'm saying he is the most if, do- if but be careful because Devin Booker is sitting on 50. We're at a real pivotal moment in the NBA right now. Devin Booker and Chris Paul could go B2B, win it in seven, and then Giannis might be in the gutter as the guy that can never get it done. Well, the, the officials tonight, they uh, brought yeah, in Scott, Scott Foster. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. It's Scott Foster. Is Scott Foster there? Yeah. Chris Paul is so married. <laughs> Bucks in six. Bucks Chris Paul. Six. Oh, my goodness. Oh, brother. They got Scott, Scott Foster, Foster Tony Brothers. Like, the boy. Like, yeah, the boy. Silver made a call, and it was like, let's wrap it up. Barry Chris Paul. <laughs> Jeez. That's a tough scene. All right. Who do you got tonight? We're going to know. This is going to publish tomorrow, and we're either going to be right or wrong. Who do you got tonight? Lou? Bucks. Sons. If I would have said Sons, would you have said Bucks? I think they're getting five and a half. So, Ty, who wins game seven then? Sons. So, Sons are winning the next two? I think Booker averages 45 over the next two. He's been a little soft, though. He's been a little young. It looks like it's the first time in the finals for him. The two turnovers down the stretch seemingly goes to the refs a little bit too much. I just want to see him hit some more mid-range bank shots and get back down on the defense. That's what I'll say. But I wouldn't mind to see Giannis win it. I just want another game, so that's why I'm picking the Suns. Interesting. Now, before we move on to anything, I want to uh, also mention to people, we did drop a bonus episode this week, dropped uh, on Monday. We went to Panini last week when we were in Dallas and sat down with Tracy Hackler, did a little uh, little interview with him, a little Q&A for, what was it, 45 minutes, an hour or so. Felt like felt like a while, but it was uh, it was full of good information, talked about their plans at the National talked about all sorts of different things. So if you haven't listened to that, I would encourage you to uh, to check that out. We started a Facebook group uh, yesterday. Jay will be running the show on that one for sure. It's an open group. You just join. We'll be in there every week. Me and Tyler have already been commenting. Ryan's too busy, but we'll, you know, we'll jump in there. We'll interact. We'll maybe do some giveaways. We already did our first giveaway. They got stickers, right? Yeah. Lou, did you get stickers? Remember... Remember when we were with Tyler for like 48 straight hours and he and I like was showing you the stickers and you guys are like, oh, look at this Jordan Love card over here. I'm like stickers, though, stickers. I've never said, look at this Jordan Love card. I've never said that (laughs) (laughs) from Lou's comment earlier. I agree. Lou's probably never said anything, anything about Jordan Love cards. He has a cool. No, I have. He has a cool autograph with the heart. But other than that. Yeah. Jay Hart. Can I do a quick little like diversion? Two second diversion. Share screen here. All right. So for those that are listening, Tyler is showing. Is this Tyler? This is a Sega this Genesis. Is, no, it's just Genesis. WWF, WWF Royal Rumble Sega Genesis. Mm-hmm. Is this one sealed or no? Mm, yes. Yeah, factory sealed. WADA yeah, 9.8 A. WADA now owned by PSA. Didn't see that one coming. 
Yeah, by the way, I feel like we didn't... Yeah, it's weird. No one no one was talking about that. You know what's crazy about WADA? That they started in 2017. I can't get over that. That they started in 2017. There's yeah. this weird story that's out there. I would love for people to look it up or, or jump in the comments with a little bit of backup action. There's this story about this guy that had like cases on cases and cases of OG sealed games brought him to WADA. That was like the early explosion of WADA. Interesting. Like he ran a whole video game shop, but I don't know. We'll do more. We'll do some investigative research on that. Yeah, on the I've been thinking about the wrestling video game thing. I either wanted to do um, there's one that came out in the eighty. I think it's called like Superstar or something like that. And then there was also a Raw game that came out that I also played a lot when I was a kid that I was looking at. See, Ty, this is where it goes back to opportunity cost. For three thousand dollars, I would rather buy a cool wrestling card than a sega genesis game i never played i was gonna say the opportunity for that to explode and get really crazy is way higher than a card in my opinion in the same way where it was like oh i could spend 10 grand on a charizard psa 9 or i could buy a, a really nice basketball auto the opportunity at that time the charizard multipliers were there while the basketball were not i think there's more demand flowing integrated video games than wrestling cards in the next three months. And early demand brings like crazy multipliers. Correct. Because there's no real market validators. Correct. Yet. Yep. All right. So I want I want to bring up a little something that got brought up a lot Sunday at the show. It was definitely the talk of the Atlanta show on Sunday was the $800,000 Jordan rookie. I think it sold for 840 after BP. 840 after buyer's premium on PWCC. And a lot of people were talking about it with uh I saw saw PWCC notated that it was like top five percent yep. of you know the PSA 10 graded. Just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on those because that's obviously a huge sale. It's I think that's the most one's ever done, but the last sale was what three something. Yeah. That is that is the highest sale of all time. I think something to note is it is a confirmed sale. Meaning buyer paid the yeah the buyer paid he posted on Instagram I think a lot of people were assuming that it uh, was a fake sale at a first fake show yeah but uh, PWCC Premier is like a pretty like you have to get pre-approved and all that's like everyone knows like they know who you are so the top five percent designation is interesting because it's like it's a grade on top of a grade and I feel kind of weird about that I know I don't love that little sticker that they have on like the mantle had that recently. It's very interesting, and I think it proves the demand for these for these high end tens of the classic cards. While I don't have any cards like with the with the sticker on them, I think it's an interesting concept though because we've the three of us have been very very keen on the idea that you buy the card, not the grade. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've talked about this before, right? When there was, you know, way way back in the day when that SGC ten sold for like 500k we talked about it on a previous episode and we looked at the card ty had it up on his computer and we looked at the card and we're like this corner's Mm -hmm. soft you know this is soft like this we'd say this is a psa 9 right so i think it's a you know we we looked at those two cards on alt when we were eating and the nine five centering one was nine centering one was nine five and looking at it you're like you'd rather have the nine Center. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. 100% the booker. Mm-hmm. I, I, You know what's exactly. funny? I used to think that the third-party graders, not third-party, like the, 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 the validators. The secondary, yeah, were like important. And I think it's 
it's really it's for people who don't know how to look for cards like don't know how to look at graded cards and see what's good and what's bad so like but i think it could have a place to stay in the in the market i especially think for high end look agreed the, the individual that made that purchase right when when pop is so low and that's such a big iconic card you see the mantles that are happening right you bought it they bought it in the late 90s 200 grand 5.6 million now right that person is not my gut could be wrong one man's point of view the individual that purchased that for 870 all in is is thinking about it in a 10 15 year window so yeah. the the 20% on top which it comes out to Mm, 175 whatever i'm not great at math what you know the difference between 870 and six in those 15 years yeah not a lot not a lot and i do believe when you're talking about that high end of a card and that few population when you get the pwcc top five percent it really does carry a premium if you're playing that long-term game if you're flipping numbers whatever and then i will also add the the layer and the fact of People do like to be the record breaker of purchasing cards. It it, sure. it matters if we're talking yeah, about the, the attention. Flex and it, the attention exactly. Yeah, like everyone was like, sure. I know the guy that bought it. I know the guy that bought it. Like yeah, he's now in, in different rooms because he that definitely gets overlooked. And so for a hundred grand, if you're paying eight hundred seventy thousand dollars for a card anyway, pay if you're gonna. A lot of humans will say, I'll pay the extra hundred because I want to be the guy that bought the most expensive one ever. Yep. That's my take on 870 versus. And I think this is like, like you said, Ty, you, you made it a great point when you started this. This is for high end cards. This isn't much of a conversation on a Luca Prism Correct. 10, right? That's a, this is a much different conversation. Again, the, the $800,000 is a lot different than a $650 PSA 10 uh, from modern card. I think these are two very different things. And I think the attention aspect of it, of what that brings. I mean, look at Rob G, right? Correct. Look at the attention that mantle sale brought. Right, the companies that are like, hey, let's let's partner mm-hmm. on this, right? Like, there are other business development uh, value. Yeah, there's ROI on being the person that breaks the record for X amount of this and gets the attention for that, right? You just like, especially if you're like, hey, we, we buy high end sports cards, right? And you break a record, like even like the sale at all. Think of the people out there that are like, hey, I've got this really cool 1933 Gaudi card. I want to sell you. Right, because I see you guys buy high-end cards. Think of the opportunities that come from the attention that it brings. One thousand percent. And where I will then take that is okay. If you're listening to this, and we're talking about eight hundred seventy thousand dollars cards and what have you, we also talk about the same thing in simple interactions, five percent margins, being nice to people, those relationships that playing in the hobby. Like Ryan, you when you know we were razzing a little bit. You go to Atlanta, like people know who you are, not only as someone that's been in the game for a while, but your reputation as an amazing human. And so when you are okay, maybe you're not spending time on the floor buying, but people know that. From the years of work of being a good business person, reputation, relationships, that your business has benefited from those moves that isn't dollars and cents decision making. Sure. Sure. So even if you're on the smaller scale and you're doing your thing and you're 14 and you're trying to figure out like how you move has effects outside of just your bank account. Agreed. A thousand percent. I think we would be... 
naive to at least not talk about it. I mentioned it a little bit with like the football stuff and like the what's on your mind, but just want to get your guys' take on Dallas, what you thought about that, just to kind of the show in general, the vibes, considering we're a week out, it was so close to the national. I think we can agree foot traffic was down. Just maybe talk about this because I know a lot of our listeners were curious about it um, that did not get to make it. Again, a lot of people not traveling this close to the national. It's summertime, people taking vacations, things like that. So just wanted to get your guys' vibe on, you know, what you saw. Obviously, we did see, I think we would be, we, we should probably talk about, you know, the, the theft mm-hmm. that occurred, mm-hmm. right? Because that's really the worst of the hobby. What an the idiot. best of it, but what yeah, an that's, idiot. Uh, that's unfortunate. Couple, and again, like, this is likely, you're, you're going to see, maybe not that somebody got caught because somebody did get caught and escorted out in handcuffs and it was all over card social media, but pay attention at the national too. Because I've been to the last couple and somebody's gotten caught there too. Somebody, you know, with that kind of money, that kind of people, you know, it's going to, it's going to be busy. People are going to try to make that same thing. You know, people are going to try to steal cards at the national too. So I think it's worth, like, if you're going, if you see something, say something, side note, but thoughts on, thoughts on Dallas. Yeah. First thoughts on Dallas. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes, it was slower, less energy, at least on. Thursday night, I'm used to Thursday night, you get in, action in the lobby, Friday, action in the morning. It was quiet. Compared, absolutely, comparatively, a million percent. Yep. What I was going to say, though, is I still, if you step back and think about that show two weeks before National in the middle of July and the amount of transacting that was happening there, all else things not really thought about. I think that there was good health. I think that the majority of conversation and energy was get me to the national and people maneuvering and thinking about, okay, what does this do for me in two weeks? Not really. It was just very vacuum. Like it felt like everything was a setup for what's to come. Not like, hey, this is just another weekend in my hobby life. Lou? Yeah, I agree. That show wasn't for me. In terms of buying, I didn't buy anything. It just felt, yeah, like Tyler saying, it felt like everyone's move was like, what can I do right now that I can transact in Chicago? Which makes it hard because if we're both trying to do the same thing, we probably have the same goals. So there's probably not that much of a deal to be made here. So for me, it wasn't that big. So for me, it was actually the exact opposite. It was the most money I've I've spent in one day at a show. But I found people complete opposite of you of that, Lou, where the people I made most of my deals with weren't setting up at the national. So I think it was a little bit of like, hey, I'm looking to do a big deal. Are you willing to work with me? Absolutely. And hey, the foot traffic's a little light because I made a lot of my deals on Friday. And when I was there Friday, foot traffic was certainly not like the Fridays it's been in the past. So I wonder if that played into any of my quote unquote success with buying. Were you buying for the shop or were you buying for Chicago or both? All, all of the above. Right. So I, I, I don't I wouldn't go into the show and only buy something just to sell at the national. I bought something that would 100 make sense to sell on eBay, on the website, on Instagram, for the shop, anywhere at all. It just happens to be that the Nationals two weeks away and I can take it, but it didn't make a single purchase with that mindset that like, hey, I'm going to 100% get out of this at the National. Um, it was just all stuff. A lot of it was football. 
A lot of it was football. Found some cool $10 cards. I'll, I'll drop the video on YouTube here soon. But it was like, it was just so much stuff. It was quantity wise. It was. Yeah. I, I just think the way that you operate versus the way that Tyler and I operate is just like completely different. So it's. thousand percent. It's going to be. Agreed. A different and that's what experience. makes this fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. It's going to be a different experience. Like you're going to have a, a five to ten dollar box in Chicago, and I'm not. So like you'll be able to find that type. Of, you'll be able to find that type of stuff. A million percent agreed. Aligned a hundred percent. I did make a a play, and at, at Dallas, and I'm pumped about. It. I'm really, oh, I'm yeah, really fired yeah. up about that McDavid pickup. What is it? It's an ultimate. It's uh, ultimate. Yep. Yeah, and I'm just excited about it on card auto. I thought I got a great deal for it. Remind me, right? Probably one of his best autos, right? I think it's up there. I don't know. Like, I mean, ultimate's scene, a pretty, yeah, yeah, I would think ultimate's yeah. like a pretty, yeah. The real, the the best is what the SP authentic those joints. Well, in hockey, like the young gun stuff does pretty well. Like they're big into like the rookie yeah. card. So you know you have the cup yeah. patch auto. That's really his best like RPA. Then you got the SP authentic future watch base yeah. auto. You got the Future Watch patch auto out of 100. You've got the Ultimate Auto. There's, you know, Premiere. There's a couple other products. I'm not the hockey expert, so would love some feedback. I thought you loved hockey. Our... I mean, you just I, rifled I, off hard-wise, a like, good, uh... Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid. I like, I love that yeah, stuff. Me too. Gretzky. I don't have a ton of it, but I've got some. I was, right. I was walking around, and I was definitely doing, a, like, what would Ryan do here? And there was a couple Gretzky, like, autos that I was like, I feel like these are cheap. I didn't make the play, and I really there was a card Sackick and Wah. I love those dudes. My cousin uh, growing up was a huge Avalanche fan, so I watched a ton yep. of the Avalanche Sackick and Wah. Two legends. Yep. There was a dual auto, but it was it was like I don't know what the product was, but they were signed on sticks, and so it was like uh, kind of can be kind of was a little gimmicky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of them was like wooden and like kind of exactly grainy. I was like, this is sweet. Is I like- just can't go there. Was that like sweet shots, like for hockey? Like they used the stick? Uh, Very sim. I mean, concept wise, yeah, the same, not funny. the same type of product. That's funny. What do you think about the upside for Mark Messier? I think there's a lot of big. F- yes, yes, okay. yes. Good to yes. know. Something to think. I about. think we talked about that potentially. We may have. I don't remember. At some point, I said that's mm, what's on my mind. Not as optimistic. Uh, you're not as optimistic. Feels like yeah. it maybe lost the time a little bit. Interesting. You're not a Messier guy. <laughs> I'm a Messier guy. Look, uh, can no. I make a can I make a statement? As a big time Yankees fan, they stink. They're they they, uh, they stink. It's awesome, but the thing they're is, so bad. As an organization, they're just in a bad spot. They're a horrific organization. They're losers. They're being losers. They haven't won anything they're in ten fucking years. Losers, Tyler. And the yeah, balls to throw losers. a ball at a player like that and act like we're something. Their fans are losers, the team is losers, and the front office is a bunch of losers. All right, listen, this was my soapbox. You over there as an Astro fan, you're supposed <laughs> to listen, not pile on. No, right? I will not. No, I will not. They're losers. Oh, and I hate them. Jordan Dove's back. Jordan Pidge. <laughs> Jordan Dove. <laughs> listen, I just had to get that off my chest because it's really come around in the last like week for me. Is like we got to fall back a little bit as the Yanks and try and win. One or two before you act like you're the Bronx Bombers. It's like Aaron Judge. You haven't done much for me lately. Must be must be nice to hit one home run in your life that's meaning like halfway meaningful. Try to dance on somebody's grave and then get walked off the next day. Tough. Baseball's up huge. I'm fired up about it. Explain. Viewership's up like sixty percent or something Otani. like that. Otani. 
Otani, Tatis. Otani. Derby was did great. Did you see Otani bust out that ground? Uh, that grounder. Yeah, I did. He played the outfield. He pitched yesterday and then played the outfield last night. Did you know that? Cool. That's cool. Ever. So cool. Lou, I'm not like, is it flashing the panty cool? It's flashing like... the panty cool. Three months in. Lou, he's not flashing the panty. I did actually, Jay. We talked I can't about believe this. we're doing this. Like, this is so <laughs> stupid. He's been good for three months. Listen, I want to pitch a new segment that's every other week that's called Flash in the Panty. And we each give a thought on who's our Flash in the Panty thing okay, or person. Be Otani until further. All right, notice. but that was like that. The Flash in the Panty Otani take was like, you know, kick off the segment. Now it's like, we got to do a little flash in the panty. So just be on the lookout for that next week. There's always a little flash in the panty happening. Taylor Horton Tucker. He's a big fan. Oh, he was the, he was the king of flash in the panty. <laughs> I mean, Taylor Horton Tucker. Star in the bubble. <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker. All right. So uh, real quick, uh, before we finish up here, new releases this week. Leaf Flash Football, Clearly Authentic Baseball. Sage Aspire Football, Clearly Donner's Basketball, and Tops Merlin Chrome Soccer. What's Merlin? I you know much about that. Merlin, isn't that the UK product? I genuinely have no idea. Isn't that a magician? For the first time in over a decade, Merlin is back from the archives with the all-new 2020-2021 Merlin product features wow. from the top soccer yeah. talents from the UEFA Champion League and UEFA Europa League on both new and classic Merlin designs. One chrome autographed card per hobby box collect the 100 card base card set and featuring featuring the ever classic 1996 merlin design as well as a lineup of all new inserts such as wizards of the pitch and ageless alchemy kind of like a mix on old school and new school sounds like yeah that merlin was like an og brand that's not the merlin heritage 95 right that you're talking about no this is 2020 this is 2021 tops merlin chrome nice i do have a case of Euro mosaic from uh, Cherry that we were going to do something with. Just throwing that out there. Going to do another Instagram live break? I Probably. I love those. Yeah, big IG live break guy. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So, buddy, sorry. Coming at my neck a little bit. You're stepping on his business. Ty, my, like, my guy, you took six weeks to shit, brother. Uh, sorry, again. I mean, you give Jay a lot of crap. I know. He took six weeks to ship and the cards. <laughs> I'm taking the ball for six it. Weeks. And they're like, sorry, I don't have six employees. It's a good point. It's a good point. Brother, you have more employees than I do under you. They do different things. Yeah, so do mine. A lot of negative energy here. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> All right. Let, let's end on a positive on a high note here. Okay. We're seven days away from the national. We've done a lot of like tips, tricks, any last minute words of advice, because this will be the last show we release before we are live at the National in Chicago, where we will be live 10 a.m. Thursday on the main stage. We are doing an episode live at the National Thursday at 10 a.m. So before Tyler and Lou get into their last minute advice, want to mention we will be live doing a show 10 a.m. Thursday on the main stage. But Tyler, Lou, what do you got? Anyone listening should comment who we should have with us on the stage at 10 on Thursday. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about actually this morning I had a moment. So I didn't drink enough water last night. And I was thinking about how at 
at the national, I got really thirsty and lost my voice. So I'm thinking about hydration. That's where my focus is. Make sure you have enough water. Water is everything. Cooler, ice, couple beers tends to work out too. What is on my mind? Go all out. Go all out. Full send. Full send. Full send. Nights, mornings, meet people, be in the mix. Content, link up, do transactions for the sake of doing transactions, trades, be in the mix. Don't get smoked, though. (laughs) Don't get smoked. But you learn. Like, Don't go there and be unsure of yourself. You got to operate with confidence. Make a play. You got to make a play. That's what I would say. Make a play. I think that's a big thing. I think Tyler's point is well taken about right. Make time for you know interacting. Don't go there with a hundred percent business mind. Right. Really enjoy yourself. There's a lot to do. We will have trade night Thursday. We've talked about that on on RG and YouTube. A little trade night next door at the higher Regency Thursday night. Just so many things to do and see. It'll be jam packed with stuff. And again, just like I said before, appreciate the moment. We didn't have this last year. COVID, you know, unfortunately shut it all down. We've got it this year. We're back. Enjoy it. There will be so much to do and see. That would be my my little uh, close off. That is all we got for now, guys. We will see you. See you in Chicago. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.